We're back. Double cover, double cover, double cover. Mama, we made it. The network picked us up. Well, we're like established. We, we need the signs that says like clap, cheer, laugh. J-Mac here, D-Mac to the right. Welcome to double coverage. Mama, we made it. What's up, everybody? We're back. I mean, you moving on up. Got some new digs in here, right? Nice pictures. This is, this is a little bit better than the, than the dungeon or the basement. First career interception, Phillip Rivers. I mean, we didn't start asking you to go through this. But anyway, Hall of Famers. we're back. Another episode of Double Coverage with the McCourty Twins. I'm your host, J-Mac, my sidekick on the side of me, D-Mac. Uh, as you guys know, you can find us on social media as well. Twitter, so, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all of that good stuff, at McCourty Twins. And now... We're also going to be coming to you guys weekly on Nessun, a new thing this year. Yeah, you got to say that big, though, like My weekly bad. on Nessun. Well, you you know, can see the McCordy twins you're the, you're, double covered. Like, you're the screamer on the show, so like I, that was my segue to throw the... the and I mean, it just you. lets everybody know every week on Nessun, you'll hear, Mama, we made it! There you go. Uh, don't wake the kids up. But as you know, as always, you can also find the audio version on iTunes, video version on YouTube. All you have to do is search double coverage with the McCordy twins. So we've already covered the big announcement. Nessun, mama, we made it, all that other good stuff that you yelled about. What else has been going on? It's been a while since I kind of I mean, got together with them. I mean, what hasn't been going on? But we've talked about a lot of that stuff that has gone on. But I think what everybody's watching us for is football's back. It's that back. is the excitement of everything. Let's talk a little about 2020 training camp. Totally different. Totally different. Spaced out. Um, Wait, totally different. Did you run a lot? Yep. Did you sweat a lot? Yep. Did you hit? Yep. So what was what was so different? In the, in the building for ten plus hours every day. Yep. So that that sounds like training camp to me. There were no fans. There were no fans. There was no media. There was, but that was a good thing. That was a good thing. A lot of Zoom calls though. A lot of Zoom calls, but you are the media now, so it is a little bit different, but. Uh, just finished up my 12th training camp, Dev's 11th training camp. Training camp was different this year. Uh, the monotony of it was not as broken up without those preseason games. Uh, little did we know as players, no preseason <laughs> games was going to add to extra practices. Not, usually... just, not just extra practices, harder practices. Very true. We went six days straight break. Six days straight. Getting after it. But and that's the thing with preseason games, you don't realize, but you kind of have that day before the game, easy practice. Then you go play the game as old guys like myself and you. You may not play a ton in a preseason game. And then after the game is kind of an easier day to work off the soreness. So kind of those days where now game day you're practicing, the day after you're practicing, and the day before those are kind of four preseason games, four times three, 12. It's kind of like 12 extra practices thrown in there. So uh, definitely a different training camp. And I think it took a toll. It felt a little harder for me physically. Uh, but like you said, the mental but, side, it's all the same. And you are 33 years old. It's going to feel a little different. But welcome to the club. Jason McCourty, elected captain of 2020 Patriots, defensive captain. Hat, like That's a pretty cool account. I know uh, you've been a captain before. Yeah. But like never on a really good football team. Yeah, we won't talk about that. But uh, it's it's very humbling, you know, to get here. This is my third year here, kind of to come in and be able to just be who, who I am and just gradually become more and more of a leader in our locker room. Uh, it means a lot, and I look forward to leading the guys. And you, this is what, uh, year 20 being the captain since being a No, only year 10. So let me, let me officially welcome you 
Thank we'll you. hand sanitize after. No, I don't. Oh, I, don't yeah. I don't. I don't want to touch yeah, you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Let's. let's still, not we're do still that. in COVID rules. What you, what you got going on in your group chat nowadays? Training camp's over. You got a little bit more of a life now. Yeah, and I, I think that's what's been great for anybody who's a sports fan. Not only do you have football coming back, yep. you have the NBA playoffs, and it's bubble NBA playoffs. But the virtual fans are awesome. But I've been locked in. I think the Celtics. I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, Celtics are going all the way to the finals. And I think they got a good chance to be world champs and kind of kick off the sports world the right way, I think. Have you been able to log in and become a virtual fan? I don't know how to do that yet. Do you know how to do it? After this, after this episode, someone is going to let us know how we can log on and become virtual fans. Yeah, we want to, and we only really want to be virtual fans during the Celtics game, Celtics Raptors. So you you picking you picking the Celts to go all the way? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. We're going. I mean, the Raptors lucky they didn't get swept. Honestly, stole two games. But now things ain't get ugly. But to me, it's been so fun to watch some of these athletes who had to take time off. But just to, you could see the work that they put in, whether it's LeBron James, you know, playing, I think it's his 17th year in the, in the NBA, catches an alley-oop the other night, armpit is kind of at the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just shows for them to, one, be healthy, and then to still play at a high level with that huge gap that you don't train for. Um, and it, it was cool, you know, especially, I think, for us, um, getting a chance in the offseason to hear from Coach Stevens and Kimba Walker and now to see like him saying he was dealing with a knee injury before. Now he's healthy. And, and he's rocking. healthy. And like you go out and you watch him play, like that's what it looks like. So uh, I've, I thoroughly enjoy watching that. And, and it's been fun too. You watch Devin Booker and the Suns. They're eliminated now, but the way they perform, TJ Warren with the Pacers coming out and it's almost like the bubble guys have showed up. <laughs> and it was like, who's the MVP of the bubble? Damian Lillard uh, doing what he always does. And I think that's also uh, been a lot of fun to watch. And what's been cool to see as of late is all of the family starting to join the bubble of the players. And I think staff members, coaches, and all of that will be in the next round. I think sometimes we take for granted uh, that time away. Uh, you don't realize for those guys, uh, a lot of them have kids and have families. And now it's been months uh, since they've been able. So seeing some of those little kids there sitting courtside, being able to watch uh, their dads go out there and do what they love has been awesome. Think about this, though. As a kid, you don't get to see daddy for a little while. He's playing basketball. You're tuning in virtually. But then they tell you you're going to see daddy. But you're not just going to see daddy. You're going to Disney World to go <laughs> see daddy. So, like, watching some of those videos, the kids are running up to their dad, Mickey Mouse hats on, ears are out. Like, you know, once you get past that probably 30 seconds to a minute of being excited seeing your dad, like, I want to go see Mickey, yeah, Donald. The like, whole, the whole I know line. how my kids are. They Like, we went on the Disney cruise. You, you, they didn't care about seeing Uncle Jay. You almost don't want to go to the game at that point. Oh, they definitely don't want to go to those games. How, how has it been as a spectator watching those games with no fans? It's different, and I think it'll be different for us, too. And I know we'll get into this a little bit later in the show, but... Watching the NBA has been kind of unique because it's indoors, so they have all of the video stuff up. So even though as a, do so much. you know, even though for them there, there's no fans. I just feel like when you watch on TV, you're seeing that stuff in the background. So it it seems like there's something happening. It'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see, you know, like watching some of the college games when you turn on. There's not many panned out views of the field with the background because yeah. it's just empty stadium seats. So that's something I think will be interesting watching football. You know, coming up obviously with Houston and Kansas City to start off the season. And I think for them, too, they also had to adapt. Because when you watch a basketball game, that fan interaction is right there. 
I mean, a guy hitting a, a baseline three-pointer, high-fiving a fan. You think about over the years always watching Spike Lee at the Knicks games mm -hmm. talking trash, uh, getting after Reggie Miller, <laughs> Michael Jordan. Like, the fan aspect in basketball is so much a part of it because it's so close, and they're right there, you know, the courtside fans. So I think there probably was definitely adjustment for those guys. I know LeBron talked about that a few times, just getting used to not having that energy uh, in the arena on a nightly basis. And you talk about adjustment. Some guys are adjusting to a little bit of a new bank account in mm -hmm. the NFL. Um, and, you know, obviously for both of us as veterans, how cool is it to see sometimes you see these guys get life-changing contract extensions or new contracts? How cool is that? You know, we've seen DeAndre Hopkins, Tredavious White, Mahomes, Derrick Henry, um, Deshaun Watson, like all these different guys um, get these new contracts. Man, it's awesome. I mean, I can vividly remember being in training camp my fourth year uh, talking to my agent on the phone, agreeing the terms and calling my mom right after uh, with the excitement of, you know, you just changed the life of yourself uh, and your immediate family right then. And you know the hard work and the sacrifice that so many others, not only yourself, but so many others have put in to your journey to get to to get you to where you are. So uh, I'm, I'm never mad at anybody getting paid. You know, as a fellow and as one of their peers and a fellow player in the NFL, you love to see other guys uh, reaching their potential, lifelong dreams of being able to sign on that dotted line and be able to bring in some heavy cash. So, and awesome. Mahomes wasted no time because he went straight to it and bought a piece of the Kansas City Royals. So you can't miss with that. I mean... Uh, it's just awesome and great to see those guys do those things. No question. And I think um, it's going to continue to happen. We thought the salary cap was going to slow it down, but it hasn't. Guys are going to get paid, and that's a part of our game. Yeah, and it's awesome, man. Dad, let's get a little bit of the uh, Twitter question. Let's yeah, see what's going on in exactly. the social media world. Uh, Jess sends in a great question. Did training camp feel weird without fans? Was it hard to adjust to all the COVID protocols? It definitely felt weird without fans. I would say that was the biggest adjustment for me. I think uh, during OTAs and during those mini camps, mandatory mini camps in the spring, you get accustomed to being out there. Uh, the media is there sometimes. Uh, it's just us and it's whoever's invited. Sometimes you'll get college coaches, high school coaches that are invited to any given practice, uh, but there's no fans. But when training camp rolls around, you're always used to coming out there, especially uh, for me, the first two training camps. You always knew when a guy like Jules or a guy like Brady walked out on a practice field and uh, Brady's birthday was always spent in training camp and you'd have the whole crowd chanting happy birthday. Mm -hmm. So that energy of being able to make a play and the cheering and being able to the autographs you're signing before or after practice, talking and interacting with the fans, uh, not having that in training camp uh, is definitely different because that's a level of energy that it brings to the everyday grind of going out there, getting through practice. Yeah, and I would also say like with the COVID testing, um, I think all of us, we got used to it. You know, yeah. I think the waking up and making sure you got to the building, um, call it two to five minutes earlier to make sure, hey, I'm going to go on a trailer, get my COVID test, and then I'm going to go inside. Um, but I would say all the other stuff, like wearing our masks in the building, um, sitting socially distanced in all our meetings, like it, it became second nature. And I think we're just like a lot of other people, yep. whether you wake up and you go to work at an office job or work anywhere all of those COVID guidelines, you know, especially here in Massachusetts, because I'm here, I know that. And in New Jersey, when I was home in the off season, that is the new norm. So I think for us as players, we followed that new norm and we've done what everybody else has done. 
Um, and I think that hasn't really been an issue at all. And that's a good point when you say the new norm, because I think for us early on, it was a little bit of an adjustment. We're walk, walking a little further to meetings. It's, you're not in your typical meeting rooms that you've been in over the years being there, but quickly it turned into our new normal. Nobody complained. Nobody uh, said anything about it. And it just became what we did. So, yeah, I would definitely second that. Uh, our second question comes from Boston Cream. Uh, as you become more veteran and more experienced within the NFL, what part of being an NFL player do you find yourself to enjoy and appreciate now as opposed to before during your younger years? And this could be on or off the field. I would just say being able to talk to young guys about the stuff that I've learned from the older guys, um, being able to mold some of their early teachings or routine, I think that's been huge for me. And I didn't think about that when I was a younger player. Yeah, uh, for me, I would say you appreciate time more. Um, when you're younger, uh, I think for me, when I got in the league, my goal was, hey, I want to hit double digits. If I can get to 10 years, that'll be awesome. And I think as the time rolls on, now I'm, I'm, I look up and I'm in year 12, and you just appreciate the time. You don't know uh, if it's going to be another year. Is this your last year? Are you going to get two or three more years? Uh, that kind of becomes a big question mark. So you really try to genuinely just appreciate the time that you have, whether it's training camp, whether it's in meetings, uh, just the grind of it all. Now, here we go. The Dan O'Brien keeping it awesome moment of the week. What you got? It's definitely Deshaun Watson. I don't know if any of you had the opportunity, but if you didn't, check it out. The, uh, Deshaun Watson, he's doing his press conference. Boom, out of nowhere. New contract, family, new money. His family comes in on, call it Zoom, WebEx, whatever you want to call virtually. it. They come in virtually, and it's about 10 to 15 people, and they're just telling how much they love him, uh, how much they've watched his hard work pay off. Um, you got aunties there, his mom's there. Um, and right away, Uncle I think... Ray Ray and them. I think you see the pure joy that football brings a family. Because right there, he gets emotional. He starts crying. You're looking at his mom's tearing up, um, and they're just talking about we knew everything that you did was going to be special. And you got to the NFL and you showed that. And if you know anything about his childhood growing up, he, he received a home from Ward Dunn, uh, a project Ward Dunn, Ward Dunn does. Um, so he just seems like a great young man. And just to see. He's his, passed that on as well. And to see his family's reaction, how happy they are for him. And you could just tell all he could think about how happy he was of making them proud. Um, for me, it was just a, a very awesome moment uh, watching that and, and knowing having that same feeling, um, not as good as his feeling, his kind of <laughs> a little bit more, uh, but having that great feeling of kind of making your family proud. Yeah, and exactly what you said. That's what football is about, and it's about football and family. So congrats to Deshaun Watson. Now, going into your 11th season, this is going to be opening weekend uh, in the NFL. What's that first game like? Um, it's always, I would say, a lot of nerves. Um, it's a little bit of, you know, what a lot of coaches kind of call the unknown mm -hmm. um, of not really knowing. Usually we have some preseason games and um, call it for whatever you think it is. The preseason is very vanilla, usually meaning I run my base stuff, you run your base stuff. Um, so you always have that like, well, what are they going to do? Mm -hmm. What are they going to make their identity? Are they going to come in and try to run the ball against us? Or are they going to try to get the ball and, and throw it a lot? Um, so it's figuring that out, but I will say this year is even a little bit more of the unknown because you haven't had any preseason games. Um, 
I'm sure all the coaches are sitting there and they're probably following all the local beat reporters <laughs> saying what they say about this guy in training camp, what they do, did they have a good day running the ball. So um, I think that is probably the most interesting part of opening weekend 2020. Yeah, to me also, you're trying to figure out your routine. By the time you get to game seven, eight, you're already accustomed. All right, game day, I'm eating this. I wake up at this time. I think no matter how long you've been playing, when you get to that first game, uh, it's about figuring out again, all right, what am I accustomed to doing? How do I get the thing back rolling? And then, uh, like you said, this year is going to be very unique. You know, you're not going to go out to warm up in your T-shirt and shorts and be signing autographs and see fans that uh, show up to the stadium early. And then not only is there not any preseason film to look at, there's no reps to go off of where typically in a preseason game as vets, no matter if you're playing a quarter, a whole game throughout those four games, but you're getting some live football yeah. and some live tackling, um, getting off blocks. And obviously throughout training camp, you're having contact, you're hitting, but it's different when you know, Hey, this is tackled to the ground and this is for real. You're getting out there on the field. Everybody's on their perspective sidelines. There's no coaches behind or in front of you. So you try to create that atmosphere throughout training camp, but games are games and practices are practice. So how do you how are you gonna adjust to, all right, you've you haven't had any live tackles probably throughout training camp and now you're going into your first game? Yeah, and I think for us it's gonna be even different. Like we're playing the Miami Dolphins. So obviously there's some familiar faces. Ted Karras, uh Kyle Van Noy, Landon Roberts, mm -hmm. Eric Rowe, uh obviously Coach Flo. Josh Boyer is a defensive coordinator. The list coordinator. goes on. But we got now Chan Gailey, um, a guy who hasn't called plays in the NFL since 2016. Um, so you're going into that. Is he the same? Is he going to call all the stuff he used to call? Is he going to look at his personnel now and say, you know, I used to do this, but I've been watching football over the last couple of years. I don't like this anymore. I want to do something new. Um, so like we always say, football's about adjustments, not mm -hmm. just at halftime. I know that's a popular thing but it's in-game adjustments. Every time we get to the bench, pulling up the surface pad, going over it, all right, this is what they're doing. This is, we thought this might happen. It's not happening. We'll keep this in the back. You know, If we need it, we'll come back. So I think this game will have a lot of that on offense, defense, and special teams. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, so many familiar faces, not only in the guys that used to play here, but when you go against a division opponent, you're playing them twice a year. So there's a lot of guys on their sidelines that we know, and I know they feel the exact same way about us. They've been going against the same guys for a number of years. And uh, like you just said, a division game at home to open up the season – we have a lot of new things going. They have a lot of new things going. Kind of this is what football is all about. And uh, a little bit of the unknown, I think, is what makes opening week a ton of fun because you get to go out there and everything you've been working on, sticking to your fundamentals and all of that good stuff will come to fruition on Sunday. And it's like we talk about. It's like playing in college. You know, in college, your whole preseason, you had your scrimmages on Saturdays, usually to kind of simulate that game of once the season comes. But when you played that team the first game of the season – you didn't know anything they were doing. They had their training camp wherever they were. You had your training camp, and you just played football. Um, so this feeling will be very similar for guys. For some guys, it was a few years ago. Yeah. Guys like us, it was over a decade ago. I can't ago. even remember college football at this point. Guys like Tom Brady down in Tampa, <laughs> that was a super long time ago. So uh, the dinosaurs were still roaming the last time he was in college. So yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see how that works. Um, going forward into this game, you know, especially for us with a lot of newness, um, but also with some similarities and things that we've seen before right in practice. This is a special segment. We want to give this more than an athlete. It's to a guy or a woman uh, who just does a ton of stuff on and off the field and just 
really exemplifies being a great person. First time this year, we want to give it to Colin Kaepernick. He's really set the sports world on storm. You know, he, he was the first one to take a knee. He was the first one to speak about all these different things. Um, and he caught a lot of flack for it. And now I think you see in the NBA with everyone taking a knee. Mm -hmm. You see teams now having social justice initiatives. So many people now getting involved. And I would say a lot of this started right with Colin Kaepernick. So we want to give him our more than an athlete this week. Definitely agree with that. And uh, on top of that, we also want to introduce a new T-shirt that's going to be uh, on our website, McCordyTwins.com. You guys can go check that out. Uh, it'll be that T-shirt, a few other T-shirts. Is there What else is on the We website? got T-shirts. I said, Mama, we made it. And like Dev always says, man, Mama, we made it. But we're also going to be adding a few new T-shirts. So keep your eye out for that as well. And uh, we also got to remind you guys, we will be here every single week on Nesson. Myself, J-Mac, D-Mac over More importantly. there. Double coverage, twins, you get it. Uh, and also, you guys can check us out uh, podcast-wise as far as the audio is going to be on iTunes. The video will be on YouTube. So each and every week, we're coming to you guys. We gotta, we gotta also make sure we get some bloopers in there so people like can have something to watch after, like dropping a phone, me breaking your laptop, just something like that. So like each week, we can close out the show with like me popping you on your head or something like that. Why would you break my laptop? I, I just thought it would be cool, man. I just wanted to, you know, give well, give people something to look forward to break, each week. Break your own laptop. Man, just make sure you catch us out each week. Catch us out next week, the week after that. Tell a friend, tell another friend. We're going to be here. More importantly, come see me each week. Yep, next week we'll be wrapping up the Dolphin game and getting into next week. See you guys later. Have a good one.